Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle. Episode 481 is a full episode interview with the award-winning performer, the beautiful Lila Lovely. Warning, this show is only for adults who like sex. Does your dick hang low? Does it dangle to and fro? Can you tie it in a knot? Can you tie it in a bow? (laughs) Don't worry. Dick will be coming. Welcome to the Covert Nation. Here he is. Dick Jangle. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 481 of Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle. Welcome to the Pervert Nation. I am your host, Dick Dangle, and I hope that this message and episode finds everybody doing well, enjoying their summer as best they can, getting some time to relax, decompress, enjoy life a little bit and trying the hardest you can to put a smile on your face as you can tell i am flying solo for this show because i have a great interview with the amazing lila lovely thank you so much to her for agreeing to do this episode i met her in january at the elevated x booth at the AVN AEE week in Las Vegas. And she was kind enough to do a 10 question gauntlet. And I just enjoyed the energy and personality that she brought to the interview in Las Vegas. And I've been trying to make this interview happen for quite a while, but just because of scheduling and things like that, I didn't have the opportunity to get it done until now, and I'm so glad that I did. We talk about so many things, be it in her professional life or her personal life, and I think her fans and the listeners are going to really learn a lot about her and appreciate her a little bit more. And one of the things that I really enjoyed about it is she has such a quick wit about her. And that definitely comes from the experience that she has gained in the industry, but also just in life, because we do talk about it in the interview, the fact that she entered the industry a little bit later than some people do. It's a fantastic interview. And I had such a wonderful time having this conversation with her. When it comes to this conversation, there's going to be a point where she says something about something that she did as her past career. And I'm sure the listeners are going to say, why didn't you dive into that more? But I think once you think about it, I really couldn't dive into it more, even though I wanted to as well. I figured it was probably better just to let that slide by. But the entire conversation is so much fun, engaging and entertaining. I know her fans are going to absolutely love it. So once again, thank you very much to her for agreeing to do the interview, and please do your best to seek out her content. It is well worth your time, and I know that 
She's going to continue to evolve as a performer and as a creator. And the best is truly ahead of her as she enters this phase of her career. It's going to be amazing. So thank you one and all for listening to this episode. Please take care of yourselves and each other. Pay for your porn and support amazing content creators like Lila Lovely and all of the people that you have heard interviewed on this show. Find something that feeds your soul and do it as often as you possibly can. And of course, dangle on. My guest is a shooting star that does nothing but keep getting brighter. She has shot for Brazzers, Adult Time, Reality Kings, VNA Network, Thick, and many more, with requests for her talent and beauty increasing year over year. Her continued evolution as a performer has found her garnering more than a dozen major award nominations, with wins for Best Clip Store and Shape of Beauty's Next Model from the BBW Awards and Best MILF at the 2023 XBiz Awards, demonstrating her popularity. But the game changer is her own incredible content that shows the industry what she is truly capable of. Please welcome to the show the incredible Lila Lovely. How how are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you so much. What a great introduction. I loved everything that you said. That was so kind. Oh, thank you very much. I'm glad <laughs> you enjoyed it. I, I love putting my guests on the pedestal they belong on. I do. Feels nice. Yeah. So before we get started, can you please tell everybody where they can find you online and on social media? Yes. Um, so you can find me on Twitter. Um, that's kind of my main social media source. Um, so it is at Lila underscore lovely XXX. I'm also on Instagram. Um, on Twitter, you can find my link in the bio that's going to have everything, all my other links. Um, but lilalovely.com is my main website. I'm on Instagram and I'm also on TikTok. Fant oh TikTok. You bought into the talk. I did, but I love it. It's I do really um because I like to perform, I feel like it's a better platform for me. I'm better at doing that than just like doing like pretty pictures all day. It makes a lot of sense, especially because you do have that creative nature to you. And we'll kind of get to that uh, a little bit yeah. later. But yeah, I could see the love of that. Because are you someone that does the um, the lip syncing and things like that? Yeah, I do some of those or just, just find like catchy sounds. And um, yeah, I, I just have fun with the platform and playing around with different things, yeah. different oh, trends and stuff. Yeah. So it is wonderful to have you on the show. We originally met in Las Vegas at the AVN AEE week, and you recently went to Exotica Miami. How have mm -hmm. the conventions been going for you so far this year? Um, you know, the last Exotica, I have to say, was a little bit lackluster. There wasn't... An, um, the main difference was that there wasn't like um, a Brazzers booth or like a booth that had like a lot of big stars happening. So mm, I'm looking forward. I still plan on going to New Jersey. That usually seems to be the one that, that like kind of hits the most. So um, I definitely kind of put more energy into that one. Mm -hmm. 
When did you decide to start doing the convention circuit? Because I know there are some models that get into that right away and some that wait not only for their Mm -hmm. popularity to grow, but just to get comfortable with the idea of meeting fans. I did it pretty um, soon. Like literally, you know, I was more so into the BBW world when I first began. And um, there was a BBW con, like probably like within six months of me, like getting into this whole industry. So like that happened fast. So I went to that convention. It was my first thing. And I was like, oh, I enjoyed it. It was cool. It was a good way to just like, get a better understanding of the industry because I literally knew nothing about it. Mm. So it's just, it just feels good to just kind of like go home and work and then just like go out to the convention and connect with your peers and the people that you're dealing with um, within an industry, like on online. And it's just nice to have that face to face, you know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I love the energy that you had at Las Vegas at the convention. It's very, chill and confident and approachable what is your approach to convention weekends are you a go out and party person stay in and be a professional adult a combination (laughs) um so i've gone through kind of some like ups and downs with that and trials and errors um i'm from wisconsin so If you know anything about Wisconsin, we like to have our beverages. So sometimes I get a little excited to see everybody and then I start to have a few of drinks and maybe I should just calm down on that and I get it. <laughs> so um, I think in the beginning I was doing a little bit more of that and I was really into like content creating like when I when I was like starting out and I was like hard on like like doing collabs and stuff. And now I kind of just like go and just enjoy it for what it is. And um, I don't plan a bunch of stuff and just kind of chill. Yeah. Mm -hmm. May I ask, what is your adult beverage of choice? Um, uh, I, I love beer, (laughs) Um, but uh, like, you know, I try to be a little like, uh, like a health conscious drinker, if that makes sense. So, you know, I kind of, how my vodka likes like you know zero sugar sodas uh, or like a tequila drink or something like that that's something that's like really clean yeah. um so yeah <laughs> i a little while ago revisited tequila and for a day and a half i couldn't get the taste out of my mouth so i think it's gonna mm. be a while until i do that again that is such an acquired taste it is. It is. And you can find something that, you know, like just something that just doesn't linger, just kind of is like nice and clean and easy, then you're, then you're good. But yeah, it's just one of those things. There's so many varieties. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. One thing I definitely noticed is your fans are extremely supportive online with some of your social media posts getting six to 10,000 likes <laughs> each. I remember how much your post of us in Las Vegas got, and I was completely blown away and it's still Mm -hmm. getting actually a lot of love many months later. It must be rewarding and fulfilling to have a fan base that truly appreciates who you are and what you create. It really, really is. And it blows me away. Like every time, like I posted a selfie from a photo shoot that I did the other night and it was literally like a selfie in one of those like super skinny little, like 
um, closet mirror, kind of like a pedestal mirror. Okay. And the caption was just a sliver of what I did. And I think it's up to like 2000 likes. Like I was like, Oh my God, I, I don't even know what's going to happen when I post the actual photos. You guys are going to go insane, <laughs> but it, 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 you know what I mean? It, and it does, it, it's really rewarding. I, it, but it, it always, it always surprises me. I'm, I, I don't like expect it, you know? And I just, I think it's so cool. Yeah, for sure. Now, as part of my diligent research, I was looking at your many vids page, which has mm-hmm. 269 videos that people can check out. And you cover so many topics and kinks <laughs> and genres. Have you always been comfortable with your sexual expression? No, mm. this industry definitely made me feel so much more comfortable and confident in everything about myself. I was like, when I got into this, I was maybe like two years out of a divorce. Um, I was gaining weight. I wasn't feeling good about myself. And I just kind of stumbled into this industry. And I didn't even know what the term bbw meant i did not know there were men that like enjoyed women of size i had no idea about any of it Mm. you know so it just like opened my eyes and then i started having like people fans saying like i love that you you know appear to be so confident in in who you are and your size or you like remind me of my wife or my girlfriend or like as a couple we enjoy watching you and i was like whoa that's really cool so I like like that because I like to represent like um you know like a regular woman you know somebody that you know like it, it you know there there's the hot girls and that like I'm a hot girl too but like you know I I might seem a little bit more um oh I can't think of the word right now but um you know what I mean yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah relatable yes are mm-hmm. there topics and genres and things like that that you have really grown to enjoy as you've learned about them in the industry? Totally. Again, this is all really brand new to me. I was always kind of into like counterculture and being a little bit alternative. So always open to like different things and learning and different experiences. So I've really played with a lot of genres just to see what like, do I like that? Do they like that if I do that? And I kind of will just like, just experiment and see like what hits and what doesn't. So I've gone through a lot of genres, as you can see, you know, um, yeah, I've, I've just, I've learned so much about it. And I just, I, 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 now I definitely have like tailored it down. I, I know what my fan base kind of likes to have kind of like a top kind of like 10 or like even eight that I know they're going to love this. Mm. So, yeah. Have you been surprised at a topic that you shot that your fans really, really, really like, like within like, say that top five where you go, I don't feel maybe very confident doing it yet because it's new to me and they just can't get enough of it. Um, I mean, definitely. Let's see. I don't know. Like the mommy content for sure. I mean, that it's kind of expected, but I'm always a little bit surprised at how like, like hard they go for me for those roles. Um, some of the other fetishes, you know, the fart fetish thing, I kind of really got into that thing for a while. 
And that really surprised me. It's, it's kind of gross. I don't really produce a ton of them anymore. Like, I'll do them as custom because I know, like, they're, that can be a little bit more exclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, I don't know. I'm There's so many interesting ones. You know, I had one guy that would buy customs of, from me for a long time. And it was a public bathroom. And he just had a fetish. And he wanted to see me from my feet up. So I would go, I would, and it was, you'd have to find a particular style toilet. It couldn't be a toilet with a tank on the back. Oh, okay. So like just a bowl coming out, Mm -hmm. you know? So like, I, I like have such a good eye for (laughs) these bathrooms now, you know, I'm like, oh my God, it's a perfect one. And then I would just throw my camera or my phone, you know, on the ground, if I had a dress or whatever, peel that off you know, put it on the rail and then just sit there. And it wasn't even about me like peeing or like any of that. So the like the toilet stuff, it was just about me being a big woman, like my hips kind of overflowing on the, like on the sides of the bowl, you know what I mean? And like, like my body, I would kind of like stretch out and just kind of sit there for like five minutes and turn it off. And I was like, that's so crazy, but whatever. Yeah. (laughs) That's cool. Yeah. (laughs) Harmless. I don't know. Yeah. If anything, that's a good word for it. And I am surprised at, and I've talked about this with many models, the level of detail that fans get into about their kink or fetish. It is unreal. Yeah. The level of detail these guys get into with their custom videos is they really go for it. Sometimes it's just too much. They're like, bro, that's, that's not going to happen. But if it's something within reason, I'll, you know, I'm totally down to like play it out. Um, I love doing my custom videos. And I think my guys like love me for that too, because I just, I'll really put everything into it. They'll be like, Whoa, that was really, they, you know, that was really great. I wasn't expecting that. So it's fun. Yeah. Where does your creative process start for a scene that you're shooting, especially if you are filming a topic that you've never done before? Do you really do your homework or is it more about mindset and approach? Mm, A little bit of both. Um, I'll definitely like study like maybe a category, look at like get it a feel of different clips maybe other creators are making and or maybe something happened during the day or maybe a fan gave me an idea. Um and I'll just kind of stew on it for a while until I'm like, okay, I think I got it. You know, and I'll just have like a moment, you know, I'm like, all right, I got it. And then yeah, uh I don't film a lot in my like home home. I usually will get a location and film there. So I'll try to organize like a group that I'm going to film that day. And then I'll have them all written out. I'll get their room for two days. The first day, you know, you can't check in until like what, three o'clock, right? Yeah. You know, so it's like, you don't have a ton of time. So that's my time. I just bring in whatever my wardrobe is. I'll bring in my lights. I'll bring in everything, have everything set up for the morning. So I can have a whole full day of filming my customs, my TikToks, my content, whatever I'm going to do that day. And I'll just go for it. Mm -hmm. So I have a whole full day. 24 hours, whatever. And then the next day I check out and then I might film a little bit in that morning before I check out, but that's kind of been my process lately. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Are you good at the technical end of the business? I am just starting to get into the weeds of production and editing and it can be overwhelming. 
It, yeah, um, I've always been um, a self-editor. Sometimes if a project is a little bit like more than what I think I can do, because I'm kind of basic on what I can do, um, I will hand it off to somebody else. And I have um, a group of people that I know I can be like, hey, can you quick edit this clip? And usually they'll have, a, have it back to me within a day, fully edited with like maybe a trailer. Oh, wow. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout out to Finney Fiasco. There we go. <laughs> yeah. You were not the stereotypical 18-year-old when you entered the industry. Do you think being a little older helped you navigate the professional and business side better? Yeah. Yeah. thousand percent. I mean, I was 35 when I got into it. I'm 44 now. I wasn't very financially responsible at 35 years old still, but I wasn't, I was working as a massage therapist and an esthetician in the spa industry. I wasn't making a ton of money. I wasn't like a broke bitch, but you know what I mean? I wasn't making a ton. I was a single mom. So it was just kind of scraping by. I felt like I definitely learned. I learned so much, mm-hmm. so much about finances, about just, just opportunities. And um, I, I'm definitely, yeah, I see what people do and I, I, I take that all in. Yeah, I actually did massage therapy as well for a Mm -hmm. number of years, and I always have this funny thought in my brain where I do a massage scene with somebody, but the massage part of me kicks in and I just start going, oh, these knots and like, what are you doing to yourself? And it gets away from the dirty stuff immediately. Well, it's funny because I actually did have a massage parlor at one point in my career and um, I was doing rub and tugs, but I was an actual massage therapist. So they loved me because they're like, oh, yo, you can actually massage me. and jerk me off like soul you know what i mean and i was like i still have guys that like have like my contacts from like years ago they're like you still doing those massages I'm like oh. no i kind of stop doing that but yeah oh that's funny yeah uh, you launched your own site, lilalovely.com last year featuring your own exclusive content how do you choose where content goes considering all of your platforms and subscription sites? You know, it's complicated out here. Yeah. It's definitely complicated. I had my own website with Model Centro initially for quite a few years previous to lilalovely.com. Now I'm with um, Elevated X. Um, I, I, I I moved over there to Elevated X because I trust them as a platform. There's been so many like scary things like, you know, with uh, payment processing and laws changing and it's hard to keep up with, but I know they've been around for a really long time and they, they carry some really big accounts. So I was like, okay, I trust them. I feel like if I'm going to go anywhere. I'm going to have, I'm going to have them do it. So that's why I'm with them for my website. You know, many vids was really popular when it first started. They've had a lot of changes in the last few years. I don't subscribe to all the contests and the uh, the extras. So again, I'm a little older. Right. <laughs> you know, some of the younger girls might have a little bit more extra energy for that and time for that. I I, I just pass. So whatever, I still upload to it. It's cool. Clips for sale. I love clips for sale because of all the fetish content that I do. It's perfect for me. OnlyFans, 
that's where you guys all are. So I can't not be there. Right. So, you know, yeah, those are kind of my mainstays. Yeah. Now, just this morning, you posted on Twitter, uh, good morning, <laughs> PSA for my fans. I'm not seeking a content partner. Uh, I'm actually enjoying working solo and diving back into fetish clips currently that yeah. fall. Yeah. So, so you know, this interview right. is now over. No, I'm kidding. It's, <laughs> it's an easy joke. Um but you do raise an interesting point. I'm sure there is an ebb and flow to work in adult and the creative juices for yourself. And I'm sure doing the same thing every day can get a bit stale. How has this opportunity to dive back into your creative lane been? Uh, have you been like stockpiling ideas over this time? Um, I think there's just like no, I mean, there's no lack of ideas. There's so many opportunities for me to do so many different fetishes. It just doesn't end. And I, I make just as much, if not more on my fetish versus my hardcore. So sometimes I'm just like, I get, I get really frustrated. Um, you know, when I put so much time and energy and money into making like a beautiful, hardcore scene, like some of my mommy scenes I've been shooting with Johnny, um, Johnny love, and then I I got to spend all my time pulling them off the tube sites all day long. You know, it, you're fighting this fight and it's just like, well, why? Right. You know, you guys are begging me to do hardcore, but you're begging me to do that because you want to pirate it, uh, you know, and not, not to discount my, my pain fans and stuff. And I know we're all dealing with this and I, I'm not trying to be well with me at all, mm. but um, it's just kind of a matter of how I feel about it. You know, I'm, I'm pretty blunt with my feelings um and that's that's where i'm at right now i'd rather just put my energy into my fetish work and they don't ask for the hardcore like all the time i feel like if i'm creating that they're going to expect that of me right oh well she's doing this i wear the next one one's the next one one's the next one I i don't really care to do that right now in that time um in my porn life so yeah and i'm sure that process of going to tube sites and requesting to have things taken down because they didn't have the right to put it up. Uh, it's got to not only be very time consuming, but exhausting, just mentally exhausting. Totally. I mean, I use branded scan, which is a great company and it makes things a lot you know, easier, but it's still time consuming. I still have to go on there and, and sift through everything. And it's just, it gets frustrating. You've worked for Brazzers and Adult Time and other big studios in the industry, and you are in a number of, and on, a number of DVDs. What's your feeling when you see yourself on a cover of physical media? It's weird. It's so weird and cool to me. I'm just like, I get a kick out of it. I just, it's it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I know that you are not shooting with anyone really right now, but when you do shoot with performers, what do you look for when it comes to them? Is it mainly just attitude and professionalism? Is there something else? Do you need that connection to make it feel right? I think all of those things for sure. I think number one, attitude and professionalism. Um, looks can be secondary, you know, to that. And, and then hopefully I've us- 
usually, you know, you'll kind of vet somebody just by like watching them on Twitter or in social media, enjoying how they kind of like interact with others, watching the clips that they, they post and things like that and trying to get like a vibe for them. And then you can kind of feel that vibe when you're like having that initial like back and forth talking about a collab or whatever. Um, so if a everything feels good then i'm i'm down for it i i tend to kind of like i'll find a person and then i'll shoot a bunch of clips with them that kind of seems to be what i've been doing a lot in the last few years looking back at it okay. <laughs> um but that's just because you know it, it's it's hard to trust a ton of people you know yeah oh for sure yeah for many performers there are different mindsets shooting with studios helps to grow my audience but shooting my own content means i have complete control over everything how do you balance the two and what makes a studio opportunity uh, for lack of a better term worth your time so i self-book i don't have an agent i'm not trying to shoot for a ton of companies that's not my goal um i do enjoy shooting with the large i i mean gosh shooting for reality kings at browsers in the last year was amazing and some of those scenes just like did amazing numbers and i'm very very proud of them um i think it just kind of validifies me a little bit uh, you know as a performer it gives me a wider audience for sure i think it's really helpful it's helpful to the career uh, i'm not i i don't really care about fame and clout and all that stuff so, yeah, I just I just think it's just really great for growth. As I mentioned in your opening, you have a number of award nominations and some wins to help highlight your career. Congratulations on all of your success. Thank you. Every performer has a different mindset on what the award process means to them. I'm sure there's excitement to nominations, but what weight does the process hold for you? Mm, it holds weight, but it's not everything. Okay. You know, I'm happy even just to get a nomination every time because my name is out there. They're hearing Lila's, you know, she's nominated for this. So they know everybody in the industry, is, they're, they're hearing that name or they're seeing that name. I'm getting my name out there, you know. So um, I think I've, I feel like that has been important for me. I haven't won a ton of awards, but I don't really care. Like the last one really meant a lot for me, um, getting that MILF award. That was great. I mean, I've definitely, you know, most of my career have been, pigeonholed or just like in that bbw corner and i've kind of like broke through that now um and I'm, I, I'm totally proud of that it feels amazing and just feels good to be um uh for people to see you you know yeah oh absolutely now one thing i really enjoy doing with my guests is combing through their social media and asking <laughs> them questions about some of the recent posts that they have made. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Are you willing to answer a couple of questions about some recent posts? Totally. All right. The one that I bring up first, you wrote playing with Barbie was my introduction to role play, character development, designing sets, wardrobe, acting. I remember being sad when I outgrew her. I would get lost in my Barbie world for hours. Now, this post absolutely blew my mind because I never 
would have ever made that correlation. Was this a recent revelation or more mm-hmm. of a like, oh, well, that kind of makes sense. It was a recent revelation. I was thinking about it and how much, because Barbie is just, everything's Barbie right now, right? right? I was like obsessed. I fucking loved Barbie. I was like, oh my God. And I like me and my bestie, we would just like play for hours. We would like have characters and we would set up our set for like hours. And then I remember being at her house and then my dad would call and say, Hey, you got to come home for dinner. Now I'm like, I didn't even get to play because I was setting up all day. Wow. You know? Yeah. So, you know, and I was thinking about that. I was like, wow. I was literally like content creating with my Barbies. Yeah. You know, it, it, yeah. So it really, I, I totally was thinking about that. I was like, man, that's, that's weird. It's fantastic. And I'm sure in you describing it the way you did, there's probably a lot of content creators or just people in general that when they listen to this and they hear you say that they go, I never thought that. And, yeah. and you're compl- 100% correct. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, and it's cool because like, I get to like kind of be a Barbie now. Like I get to play. I get to be use my imagination. I get to pick clothes and create a wardrobe. You know, yeah. it's so cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, do you still have your old Barbies? No, I wish I did. Oh, uh, you didn't tear the heads mm-hmm. off of them, did you? Well, you know that would happen, right. and then they would they, then they would have a lower, you know character in the whole scheme of things <laughs> yeah a headless barbie is definitely a secondary character <laughs> yeah definitely or or like you know you'd have to jam the barbie head on the neck and then she didn't really have a neck so she, she kind of looked a little you know not the hottest barbie so, you know, she might have been the maid or whatever we would make her do oh there you go now are or you... tortured her there was a lot you know there's a lot of things going on <laughs> are you going or have you gone to see the movie um, I want to see it, but I think I'm going to wait till I can just like rent it at home so I can like do my own thing at home. Cause, ugh. Cause it's long. I don't want to sit in the movie theater that, you know? Oh, ah, okay. Yeah. And I heard a lot of people, especially as we record this, it's the opening weekend are going dressed up and it's like a thing. Yeah. I mean, I might dress up in my living room. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought about making a Barbie themed like clip this weekend with like a pink dildo and like pink lingerie that would be kind of fun yeah, yeah. there you mm-hmm. go for your fans <laughs> now the next tweet i would like to ask you about you wrote autocorrect is so bad lately it corrected <laughs> sapphire and put lil d in a text to my mom now <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how that happened. I was like, whoa. Good thing she has no frame of reference on that. <laughs> now, no one double and triple reads text to family like I do. Is this autocorrect a rare thing or is it a common occurrence on your phone? I don't know. I feel like lately it's been like really bad. I don't know if it's because I have like the new phone. I, I, I don't know what it is. And I've seen other people tweet about autocorrect lately. And I was like, okay, I'm not crazy because I feel like it's been really, really off. Okay. Yeah. Are you a stickler for punctuation and grammatical correctness? 
Yeah, but I know I make my own little errors here and there, so I can't be a soup. I, you know, like, yeah, you can't yeah. get too crazy about it, right? Now, the next tweet I like to ask you about: You wrote, "I got to watch hot guys play with their balls, put wieners in my mouth, and had salty nuts." Oh, the Padres win as well. Now, <laughs> are you a Padres fan or are you a baseball fan? Um, like neither really. What? I just like events. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I took my kid. Um, they wanted to go, and I was like, "Yeah, you haven't even been to a game. I've been to a few games before." Again, I'm from Wisconsin. I was really like <sighs> immersed in like a lot of sports. Mm. And it was a little overwhelming to me. And I kind of like went the other direction into the arts. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. But it, I, but now, like as an adult, I, I, I appreciate it. Like if that brings you joy, you're like super into the sport. Cool. I'm down. But like, it's a beautiful stadium. It's a beautiful day. You know, you can like people watch. I know the basics of the game. It's cool. Yeah. Mm. I'm sure being from Wisconsin, you were immersed mainly in football and hockey. Not hockey. Really? No, no. Football and baseball. Okay. Because I I know Mm -hmm. college hockey is very big in that area. I'm surprised. Yeah, no, not in where where I was. But, um, yeah, definitely the Packers are a huge part of my family. And um, my mom's like a huge Cubs fan. Oh, interesting. All right. Mm -hmm. Now, the next tweet I'd like to ask you about, you wrote, I swear I'm the queen of peeping weird behavior. Once I recognize it, you won't hear from me again. Now, of course, I don't expect you to name names, but what types of weird behavior gives you the shivers? Can you spill the beans on that a little bit? Sometimes people just act kind of like sideways, like within the industry. And like, you're like, I fucking see you doing that. Like, you're not like, you're not pulling one out. I, I see that you're doing that. Mm-hmm. And they act as if you have no clue that they're being weird. And you're like, no, dude, I totally see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm pretty good at reading energy. I feel like um, I definitely can be quiet, but that's because I'm like sitting back and like taking it all in. I'm like, mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> I see you. That's weird. I'm not fucking with it. (laughs) So when that happens, do you react in the moment or is it just literally that, okay, I'm going to store that for my own information. I will store it for my own more for my information. I usually will withdraw. Oh, okay. From said person or said situation. I will, You know, mm. like that Homer meme when he backs into the shrubs, <laughs> that'll be me. Right. <laughs> the one that gets me when it comes to behavior is you will get introduced to the person, you will spend time with the person, and everything is on point. And then they just say that one thing the wrong way. And mm-hmm. you just go, oh, it's all an act. God damn it. Yeah. 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 There. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That I definitely. 
yeah we'll talk after this is over no i'm kidding (laughs) right (laughs) yeah now the next tweet i would like to ask you about you wrote woo i just won 180 dollars at the slots in the las vegas airport Hey. I literally thought those were there for boredom and show. So congratulations. No way. People win on those. I guess so. Like I never I literally thought they were just there for something to do, but yeah, I guess people They do. I know I, I've seen it happen. I hear about it happen. And you know that Vegas airport's always so busy and I it was like a late flight and I didn't want to sit by like all the other people in like the main seat. So sometimes just sitting over by the slots so you mm-hmm. can just sit down and have your own space. So I was sitting and just kind of organizing my things and I was like, Oh, I got some cash in my wallet. Let me throw five bucks in. And I I was like four poles and it was like lights up and i was winning i was like oh holy shit <laughs> that was amazing <laughs> i was like oh this is great <laughs> are you a lucky person when it comes to gambling like do you gamble often or is it was that just like oh why not totally a why not my mom again my she's a big sports person and a, and she likes to gamble she's a very lucky lucky lady but she always says i'm unlucky so i'm always i'm like eh. I don't really like play those games, but I was like, you know, five bucks. That's fine. If I lose five bucks, I don't care. So I, I will throw a little money in a slot machine here and there, but I'm not like a big gambler or anything. Did you ru- did you rub it in your mom's face? Like, ha, tell me I'm unlucky. <laughs> she was like, oh, well, what game did you play? I'm like, it was Wheel of Fortune. She was like, I love that game. <laughs> <laughs> she was just like. She's just funny. She's always like very competitive with her like replies to me and stuff. <laughs> oh, very nice. Yeah. Now, the last tweet I would like to ask about you wrote I've been sitting in a university orientation for eight hours now for my kid. <laughs> I wonder how many dads and sons notice me. Now, okay, first off, all of them, but seriously, <laughs> have you ever been noticed? in public be it a person walking up to you or just maybe a smile from a distance yeah yeah plenty of times plenty of times sometimes people will come right up to me um somebody at like my local gym came up to me and he was like and i'd seen him a bunch of times because it's my regular gym nobody has has come up to me there and and then yeah i like i was standing by myself and he was like hey are you Lila? And I was like, yep. And I was like, wow, you're the first person to come up to me at this gym. That's cool. And he was, he was super respectful and he was like, oh, okay. And then like, it was like a five second conversation. He walked away. Most people are super cool and um, respectful if they do come up and say anything. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you can just notice that like um, look of recognition or like they're trying to figure it out or whatever. University orientation was a mind-numbing nightmare for me. I'm old enough to remember when it was done with cave painting and grunts. Like, I'm really old. So what is the modern college orientation like? Because, like I said, you know, back in the old days, it was like, come to our university. We have fire, you know. Yeah. I was at um, at San Diego State University. Ooh, okay. Very large college, (laughs) very large university. So big campus. So a lot of walking, (laughs) first of all. Um, And then we really just sat in a lecture. They they uh, broke us down into colleges of like majors. 
you know, so I was in the major of where my kid was or whatever. Um, and then we were all just in a lecture room for like hours um, listening to information that we don't necessarily need. It's helpful in information, but really it was just to get money out of us, mm-hmm. you know, as parents to be there. They served us a little lunch. Um, yeah, it was just very long. A lot of us haven't sat in a lecture room for that long or never have done that. So it just was like, I'm looking around and everybody was just like, heads are nodding, you know, people are in their phones. It was, you know, a lot of, a lot of single dads. I was like, huh. And then I was like, wow. Also a lot of the kids that these kids are kind of watching me too. So like, this is weird. So I was kind of like trying to like play it cool, like a cool, like a regular mom, you know? <laughs> yeah, and I'm so, not trying to make it hot for my kid, you know? Right, yeah. So minus you being there, it has not changed at all. Cause I was falling asleep during mine too. So, okay. That, no, yeah. It's right. yeah, very boring. Yeah. <laughs> now my last question for you, what does the future hold for you? You mentioned that you are going to be at Exotica, New Jersey, but what else does this year have for you? Are you doing any other conventions or award shows? Is it mainly shooting your own content, vacations? What do you got going on? Um, well, I'm definitely doing um, more Exotica, so New Jersey Exotica. Um, I'm going to be at the Urban X Awards in um, Los Angeles, um, just to be a supporter of my my friends that are nominated. So that's happening. And that um, I'm, I'm pretty much at most all of the award shows, um, you know, between Miami and L.A., so I'll be around, um, mostly shooting content for my own sites. You know, you might see a hardcore here trickled in, but mostly it'll be a ton of like solo and fetish stuff. Very, very yeah. nice. Now, the last thing I would like to bring up is actually a post that you put on Twitter a little while ago, and you said, lovely fans, your support means the world to us, the sex workers who bring excitement and fulfillment to your lives. By valuing and appreciating our work, you empower us to continue doing what we love. Together, let's break down stigmas advocate for our rights and ensure a safe and respectful work environment for all. Thank you for standing by us. That is a sweet and honest post. And I could not agree more. It is a perfect statement to end this conversation. So thank you thank you so much for being on the show and giving me your time one more time. Can you please tell everybody where they could find you online and on social media? Okay, first of all, just go to my Twitter. I feel like that's my like mainstay. You may have to just type it in manually at Lila L I L A underscore lovely L O V E L Y X X X. Um from there you'll find in my bio all of my links to all my other sites. Um Lilalovely.com is my main website with all my hardcore content, um, plus my fetish scenes. Very, very nice. So once again, thank you so much. It was a delight to meet you in Las Vegas, and I am so happy to have you on the show now. I know your fans are really going to love this, and I can't wait to see you down the road. Thank you so much. 